1: Plan savings with three lines of T Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
2: Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast.
1: Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59, 27 point furnace tune up and safety check, including a free one inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free.
2: Go to ServicePatriots.com.
1: Whether you're a duck or whether you're a beaver, your fantasy team needs a new receiver. It's Danny and Dusty at lunchtime every day. Maybe you're a tortured fan of Rip City. Danny and Dusty are here to take pity, hoping there's not a center with bad knees on the way. Talking noon till three, Danny and Dusty on the fan. Yep, I'm singing again, because they haven't said I can't. Danny and Dusty love the teams the rest of us revile, raising a Blazers banner, would make it all worthwhile, noon till three, an odyssey station.
2: Now we're number two, Danny and Dusty on this Tuesday, Will Ortner sitting in for Jeff Rust, no Danny Mering, still day to day, he got that hammy, he got that hammy, that's a, that's a brutal deed. Can't stand, can't sit. He's just
1: laid up, laid up. Him and uh, Justin Jefferson, same injury. Who said Danny wasn't an athlete? Yeah, I. I mean, I don't know who has same injury
2: plays. Who has just both hamstring? Yeah, yeah. That's that's brutal, dude. All right. uh, Well, Monday night football last night. Wow, Uh, that was that was something, man. Um, I don't know if we have seen a team like have this fall so quickly. Like we've had teams that have had these great expectations and they just never live up Denver. Uh, the team that they actually played last night, right? Where they, they just never get off the ground and you don't find a way into, you know, a, a elite territory, even good to great. They just never get off the ground. Philadelphia Eagles, remember, the dream team. Vince Young, dream team, Eagles. What we're seeing with Buffalo is is truly odd because this was a team that was on the cusp of making it to a Super Bowl. This was a team that we thought was right there and on the verge, and it was a slow buildup, and we saw a young quarterback grow in front of our very eyes. And what we're seeing this year is a struggle of epic proportions Not just to move the ball and get the ball into the end zone. We've seen a regression in Josh Allen. We've seen a regression in their defense, too, which at times looks old and slow. Um, And they have not adapted to the times. But what we saw last night was an offense that at times was operating effectively, but then just turned the ball over. Two interceptions by um, Josh Allen. Two lost fumbles, one by Allen, one by Cook coughing the ball up at the most inopportune times and leading directly to points. At the end of the half, when you throw that interception on the sideline and you give them an extra three, you end up losing by two in that game. You watched it and you said, there's no way the Bills should lose this game. Yet they actively found a way to lose. And this is like a team that is not just lost, that lost their way and meandering through the season. Like their coach Lost it, too, because last night, after a four-turnover performance, they were winning 22-21, to and a 41-yard field goal by the Denver Broncos goes wide right, and they had 12 men on the field. On a play that they didn't need to sub on. Absolutely not. There's no reason to sub on it. They, They said that it was because they were subbing their nickel package for their field goal block. It doesn't matter. Leave them out. It does not matter, yeah. You weren't going to block that kick. And I saw that McDermott said that um, they were going through the, or Sean McDermott said that they were going through the, uh, several times this week, that exchange of getting different personnel packages on and off the field. It's unnecessary, and it lost them the game. Oh, like it, it, This is a, you, you look at a lot of it should be on Josh Allen, and it is on Josh Allen, right? He's not taking care of the football. So Josh Allen is one part of it. Their aging uh, defense and injury-riddled defense is another part of it, but coaching is is a massive part of this. And, you know, you see Sean McDermott firing Ken Dorsey, their offensive coordinator, and I've been saying this – since last year mm-hmm. that Josh Allen did not look comfortable without Brian Dayball as his, his OC. And Brian Dayball, now the uh, head coach of the New York Giants, and we saw he worked wonders for Daniel Jones a year ago. Um, and now we saw it's not just injuries that are piling up for for New York. It's that their offense is sputtering too. And look, for everybody that says, like, and I believe this, that uh, I think Brian Dayball and Josh Allen, they are very well connected. And they work really well together. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, there's coordinator and, and quarterback relationships are so important. McDaniel's in in Tom Brady had a phenomenal one, but Tom Brady was also just electric. But they got along together. They thought the same way. They could m- convey the same, uh, can convey different messages to each other in a way that made sense football wise, right? And they could do that to their offense in totality. like That is a very important thing. You don't have to be the same person. You don't have to be best friends. You just have to be able to communicate with each other effectively in a football sense. And Dayball and Josh Allen, you could see, did do that. But what we've also seen over the last two years is something that is affecting a lot of different teams and a lot of different quarterbacks, but it just seems like New York and Buffalo are the two teams that it's a, it's being effective affected more mm-hmm. and that's we're seeing a lot of defenses go too high and cap the top with two safeties and playing more downhill and what is the problem with the buffalo bills like it was always when you get into the goal line and the field is condensed this is when dayball and allen were together they could not operate effectively right you see that with the New York Giants, too. And Dayball has tailored his offense a lot more to Daniel Jones and having, I don't know, Saquon Barkley. Right, But the ball a lot more. But what we're seeing, though, is that when you need to throw the football, both of these quarterbacks have regressed immensely this season. And so as much as it is like... Ken Dorsey could be a massive issue with this, and now Joe Brady's going to take over, and Joe Brady was a toast of all of football just a handful of years ago. 2019, he was the brains behind Joe Burr and that LSU offense that broke every record in college football almost. But he went to the NFL. He was coordinator at the Carolina Panthers, and boy, did he have a humbling experience there. Now you have Joe Brady coming back in. I don't know if Joe Brady's going to be enough to fix all of the ills that uh, Ken Dorsey had. Because this offense, is I think there's a little bit more. There's a little bit more to it, and you have to have a reinvention of Josh Allen because what he is seeing is not clear right now. Like, we we remember the Sam Darnold. I'm I'm seeing ghosts out there. You could see that with Josh Allen. His head is spinning because he's throwing a lot of picks. He's turning the ball over a ton, And I don't know if Ken Dorsey just being fired is going to be enough to turn this thing around.
1: Well, I also don't necessarily think that putting Joe Brady there is the best option. I I think you hit the nail right on the head, right? Dable and Josh Allen saw the game the same way, Mm -hmm. and they were able to communicate it with each other. Josh Allen has always been a gunslinger. It's what he's always going to be. But you need someone in there to rein that in to a degree to be like, hey, this is where we're looking at the field. I almost wonder with Josh Allen, and maybe this is mean, um, maybe it's also pot calling the kettle black a little bit, but I wonder if at times he needs things to be dumbed down or simplified to a degree, right? If you send Josh Allen out there and you go, hey, here is the whole picture that we're going to show you, he might be one of those guys of like, well, hey, that's there's my number one target. He's got a one-on-one matchup. I'm going to trust that I can get my arm there. And sometimes it needs to be, hey, in cover two, this is where you need to attack. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, this team, they're putting you in a cover three shell. They're bringing an outside fire zone. Like, you need to have the ball out in this spot. And I wonder if, to a degree, with Ken Dorsey, it was just too big of a picture. And it's, hey, Josh, you need to look for these two to three things, and then run because you're so big and you're so strong. It's mm-hmm. like Big Ben back when he was in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Like, just go use your physical ability to go get us five. You don't need to do more than everybody else. I
2: wonder the Tom Palacero of the NFL Network, he had an interesting uh, point, and it is that the Buffalo Bills have lost for their last six. Uh, they're only scoring 20 points per game. They're averaging around 355 yards a game offensively, and they've turned the ball over 13 times, which is, you think of that in a six-game stretch, that's an ungodly amount of turnovers. Two per game, right? Uh, You're over two per per game. In 2021, they went in the middle of the season over a six-game stretch, two and four, averaged 22 points a game, 359 yards of offense, and turned the ball over thirteen times. Twenty twenty one, they ended that season red hot, went to the made the playoffs, and not just made the playoffs, but absolutely went scorched earth when the postseason came around. Uh when they beat uh I think that, that was a the year they lost in the divisional round in overtime in Kansas City,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah, no. I think that, that
2: that was the divisional round. They because they beat New England. You're and right, then and then they lost. City lost
1: to Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You're in, right. In 2021, mm-hmm. and then, uh, but after that stretch, they won four games in a row after losing four of six, and just being like, "What is wrong with the de- 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 the Buffalo Bills?" They figured it out. They turned it around, and they got to the playoffs. It feels different this year, uh, and as Pelicero as points out, Sean McDermott didn't fire Brian Dable during that lull. He fired Ken Dorsey, though. And so there was enough writing on the wall with the regression that we saw last year offensively to make this move and make this change.
1: But you can always turn it around. Right. But I also wonder if McDermott's starting to feel some of the heat under his seat. He should. Because they haven't done anything. They've been to the divisional round, what, the last three, four years in a row? Yeah. And haven't been able to take that next step. you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Are ...under his seat because they have not improved. They've either stayed stagnant or gotten worse. Yeah, well, let's
2: uh, let's jump on that a little bit because now is the time if you're the Buffalo Bills, too. And there is no more pressure than what you're seeing right now. Next on The Fan.
1: Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, the fan.
2: 503-864-6326 is Vancouver Ford text line. Thank you for being a part of our show. Uh, your dollar goes further Vancouver Ford. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them online, vancouverford.com. Uh, we got a couple texts. Uh, I don't think Josh Allen's seen any ghosts. He probably needs to see more ghosts. Arm arrogance is his problem. Uh, Josh Allen needs to stop being Superman or a Ghostbuster and just be Clark Kent. Uh, that text coming in, and there, there is a, an element of that, but there's processing. Whatever he's seeing and process, he is not seeing it right. I think he's cloudy.
1: It's too much on his on his plate. I that really last do.
2: that that pick right before the half, I went there and I looked at it. And I was like, "What are you looking at?" That's not that to me wasn't arm arrogance. That was just w- stupidity. Like I mean, and that's where you get back to like, are you seeing ghosts? And you know, he's a very smart guy. Really smart quarterback, but he's just not making those reads right now, and you cannot have that in this time
1: right now. It is so imperative for the Buffalo Bills to win and win right now. They have to because that all their best players on defense are old and they're wanting out. And look, this has already made it clear that he can and will be a diva. Well, he will force his
2: way out, and, and it, he's it, the it's best the option s- they have. The right signal now. from his brother. Lee yesterday. His brother's tweets last night oh, yeah. were just out, out of this the world. Like, get, we need to get 14 out of there. You know, Allen wasn't anything. Bro got there. We know how Stephon Diggs will act if he doesn't want to be somewhere. See Minnesota. He's, right. See the beginning of this year where the last sign that we had of him a year ago was pouting as he was leaving the field and, and disgruntled. He was disgruntled at the beginning of the year. He found a way to get gruntled. And now it seems like he's getting disgruntled again. And you don't want that. But here's why it's the most important time to to figure it out if you're Buffalo. The AFC East has been disappointing the last handful of weeks. This was supposed to be a division that was going to be a gauntlet. And you had three great teams and one really well coached team. What we have now. The Patriots are awful. They're a disaster. And Mac Top Jones Mac
1: candidate. Jones
2: does not trust his offensive line. He does not. He has not seen the field. He does not have a strong enough arm to try the throws that he's trying to get away with. See the interception on the one-yard line. But that is not trusting your own line and just not having a strong enough arm to get it done. He needs to have a really good offensive line. He needs, he needs to have playmakers around him. He can win games. They'd or not good enough around Mac Jones and is that Mac Jones fault a little bit right but it's not really because New England knew what they were getting themselves into which was a very smart quarterback who can do enough but you have to put more around him he you can't do the Tom Brady roster building with a guy like Mac Jones just can't do it you're not gonna win and they're still trying to do it for some reason Um, the New York Jets, they lose Aaron Rodgers in the first week. Now is the time where you need to win this division. They're 4-5. and The Buffalo Bills have had Josh Allen all season long. They have a half-game advantage over the New York Jets right now. They're not even in the playoffs right now. The Bills aren't in the playoffs. The Miami Dolphins over the last couple of weeks have just crashed back down to earth because guess what happens when you got a bunch of Ferraris?
1: start to break down. They don't do well in the
2: rain. They don't do well in the cold. Nope, it's mudding season. And right now you got like a bunch of, you know, trucks that are just plowing through the mud. Baltimore. The entire AFC North, really. Um, And you're starting to see these teams with the Ferraris are starting to break down a little bit. And make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about it. Even though Kansas City may have a few Ferraris in their garage... They got a bunch of trucks, too, man. They got a bunch of big trucks, and they like to go mud. And that defense is pretty good, too. And everything still runs through KC and the AFC. The AFC East, though, we thought we were going to get a really good and competitive division. It just has not played out that way. And, look, I think coaching has a, a little bit to do with it. Injuries have been piling up, but Buffalo – This is a team, and this is the time where they should be taking over, and it's really concerning that you lose four of your last six games.
1: Well, and the way that you're losing them, too, it's not like, oh, it's a fluky thing here, fluky thing there. You are making the mistakes. You are beating yourself. Josh Allen has 13 turnovers this year. He already has 11 interceptions. It's week 10. Yeah, that's brutal, dude. Like, okay, yeah, you fired Ken Dorsey. He's out of there. But do you really think that Joe Brady, over the next eight weeks, he's going to make the adjustments that need to be done? Do you really think it was all a play-calling issue? Because I really don't. No, I think what it is is you gave too much rain to the quarterback who, look, he's a gambler. For a year, year and a half, it worked really well, and he was why they were winning a lot of football games. But when you're making those gambles, you need to make those gambles you know, one or two a game. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's a 50-50 ball to my number one wide receiver. Or it's a 50-50 ball to my number one tight end. That's not what's happening. What's happening is I can fit it into there, or it's why was the safety there? He shouldn't have been there. I thought it was this. Actually, buddy, yeah. it was this.
2: And you know what? They were talented enough last night, and this is like the talent aspect of it. They are talented enough last night to win that game, and then they actively tried to lose it. You know, like I, it's a, it's a, woof, man. There were, if like there's any Coog fans, like it turning into Billin it. Oh my goodness, that's a terrible crossover. But right now, this team blows, and it's a tough time. It's a tough time. AFC East is is been it, and that's a problem. It's like it's really disappointing to watch. You know, when you got a team that you you have these expectations for, they should be so much better. But for whatever reason, they're finding a way to stub their toe, trip and fall and just
1: land right on their face, man. Yeah, they're fine. And they all find new, fun and interesting ways to do it. Yeah. Like the Patriots are this is what we've always done. Well, you don't have the greatest quarterback of all time. The Miami Dolphins are like, look at how great we are. And it's like, well, can you win when it gets cold? No, so you're actually probably frauds. New York Jets, you knew you didn't have the right quarterback. And instead of going and making another trade to try and go get a bigger name quarterback or, you know, bringing in a free agent, you just said, well, we're just going to roll with with Wilson here. We're going to go. We're going to plead the fifth on this one. We didn't see this one coming. And then Buffalo. Everything that people complain about you on why you haven't won titles, that's exactly what you're doing right now. Proving them all right, right? Proving them all right for the wrong reasons. That's brutal, dude. That's brutal.
2: Uh, I hope they figure it out, though, because I like Josh Allen. I like Buffalo. I like the cut of Sean McDermott's jib, too. He's an old wrestler, and he's kind of got that wrestler mentality about him. And I I like him a lot. And I like Buffalo. Buffalo fans need to win because... They've been kicked in Because they the live j- in Buffalo. Yeah, but they've been kicked in the junk too many times by this team. You know?
1: But they kind of deserve it because they get Come overhyped on. on it. Well, that's what
2: that's what being a fan
1: is. Yeah, but other fans, like they get overhyped but they hold their team accountable. They don't just ignore the issues that they have.
2: I think but Bills fans they, you, you they get Butt-Bills very angry. Fans? They get angry. Yeah, I think about Bills fans a lot. I think <laughs> about Bills Mafia fans. They're crazy, dude. The pants, dude? they're crazy um this Texas two teams played what about Denver <laughs> same team well they're uh, getting Denver better has a V in it yeah they're getting better that text coming in like they, they are getting better the AFC have you looked at the AFC playoff standings right now uh like if you just look at it
1: was it isn't Cincinnati they're like seven well you have got New England
2: who's out of it and Tennessee might be out of it by the end of this thing in tiebreakers Denver's not doing well, but you have the seven seed is the Houston Texans at five and four. Currently Cincinnati and Buffalo and the chargers are all out of the playoff picture. Uh, all at five and four, you have Houston, Cincy, Indy, or excuse me, Houston and oh. Cincy, Indy and Buffalo, along with the Raiders are five and five. Then at four and five, you have the chargers, jets and Broncos. So all within a game of that final wild card spot. You have 7 through
1: 14 in the AFC. That's crazy. They're all Yeah, cuz I didn't realize Cincinnati fell out when they lost to the Houston. Yeah.
2: And Houston is red hot. CJ Stroud is that dude. I he is playing play so well right now. He's really damn fun to watch. I would
1: not want to play them. He's not an MVP sure. yet, but I wouldn't want to play him.
2: You know the uh you see what the Bills next 5 is? Jets, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, as well.
1: That's right. They have like I think they have the toughest strength of schedule the rest of the way, or it's like them in Seattle, something like that.
2: Yeah, it's it's put up or shut up time. They might not make it, man. Buffalo Bills. No, no. And you know what? If it happens this way, like they had nobody to blame but themselves because they have imploded in a variety of
1: ways. Do you blow it up completely?
2: You might have to because the you got some aging pieces on the defensive
1: side of the football because of the age. Go well. Do you go get a young hot shot offensive minded coach? Try to do that. Try to. But like how
2: ha- in Buffalo, listen to every MLB game live.
1: In the deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is god.
2: Stream minor league affiliates.
1: The Midwest League home run leader.
2: Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB At-Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep
1: left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game.
2: Subscribe to At-Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Do you need that? I think you need like that diesel engine. Like building yourself in that vein of Pittsburgh or Baltimore. In the way that they're just, like, gritty and tough, right? You don't want to necessarily be as high-flying. That's why I think the Lions have some staying power, too. We'll have more on Dan Campbell, by the way, Ooh. Uh, a little bit later in the show. It's time for today's worst day on the web. With Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan.
0: Oh, really? <sighs> that sucks.
2: All right, now time for the worst day on the web. Uh, I think P1 Rufio may be having a pretty bad day on the web right now. He fancies himself an office fan, and P1 Rufio is in the YouTube comments, youtube.com slash 1080am the fan. You can watch all of our shows now. See our um, ugly mugs on or your pretty mugs. computer screens. Yeah. Uh, Will Ortner has been told that he resembles Travis Kelsey. Allegedly.
1: Allegedly, not allegedly. It's Alleged- happened. I don't. Multiple I, people. Don't the Zac buy- Efron one. I I agree that shouldn't have happened. But the, the other two, I agree, it happened. The Zach Efron one. It did happen. Are you hanging out bars for the blind? Uh, no, someone someone found an old picture of me from high school, and they thought you looked like Zef- Zach Efron in high school. I was told it's giving Zac Efron. It's giving Zach Ephron what? It's giving Zach Ephron. That's what I was told. I don't know what that means. It's giving Zach Ephron like a seizure? Like it's no, giving no, Zach like, Ephron vibes. It's like looking like Zach Ephron. No, it's it, not. No, it's giving is a weird thing, but look, that's what pe- it means. People have bad taste. I'll just
2: say that. But um, you have been told you look like Travis Kelsey. I have been told that I
1: look like by multiple people. Yeah. Male and female.
2: I don't, I don't see it, but if you want to see it for yourself, you can go to the YouTube stream. That's right. All right. Um, but P1 Rufio, he may be having a worse day on the web because he fancies himself an office and he didn't notice I dropped an office reference. And he was like in the comment section, he's like, gruntled? That's not a word. No, it's a Michael Scottism. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. Not disgruntled. Everybody here is very gruntled. Everyone is extremely gruntled. Which is a great point. Like, like, how can we have disgruntled but we not have gruntled? Like, gruntled is just the opposite of disgruntled, right?
1: It would have to be. That's how English should work. Is that not how it works? What does gruntled mean?
2: Oh, you can Google it.
1: But that's not our worst day on the web. Our
2: actual worst day on the web, my friend, Uh, it comes from the world of the podcasts. And you found this, Mr. Ortner. I did.
1: Yeah, so Lou Williams, uh, also the- known as Lemon Pepper Lou, yeah, uh, he was on the <laughs> L.A. Clippers team back during when the NBA had the the bubble because yeah. of COVID and all that stuff. So he went on Trey Young's podcast, uh, From the Point, and basically he went on this whole thing about how he didn't want to be there, all of his teammates didn't want to be there, and then he left us with this glorious soundbite on why they didn't win in the bubble. We didn't, really see,
2: we didn't really see, you know, the pot of gold at the end of it. We were starting to hear the rumblings like, oh,
1: nobody's going to respect this chip and all of that. And so I think we kind of just took our foot off the gas. Mm-hmm. That seems... What? That makes a lot of sense to me. You know what? Uh, I don't feel like I'm going to get a job, so I'm just going to not send in the application. I would have gotten yeah. the job, but I didn't send in the application. That's right. I love the...
2: Ah, yeah, we would have won it if we would have cared, but nobody cared about that title. Oh, please. Please. Now, the Lakers did win that title, if we all remember, and I am down for taking any of the credit away from the Lakers because I hate the Lakers with the fire of a thousand suns. Um, but... The Lakers will be remembered as NBA champions because everybody went through that same, the, the same it's circumstances. It's the exact
1: same thing. Everyone you know, had to deal with the same stuff, and they won. What the, all Lou Williams is
2: telling me is that the constraints that the bubble had put on him is the exact reason why nobody ever thinks the Clippers will win a title. Is because he... He broke the co- protocol, right, to go yes. to Magic City. In the Lemon middle. pepper wings.
1: In the middle yeah. of it.
2: funeral. Because everybody, look, I'm all for funerals should be a celebration. And he took that celebration to the strip club because he went to Magic City in Atlanta for those lemon pepper wings. Hanging out with Jack Harlow. Yeah, and he was there for a funeral, right? That's why he got out of the bubble, yep. family emergency or whatever. And he was partying uh, at Magic City. Hey, m- more power to you. If that's how you celebrated your friend or family member dying, go do it. Mm-hmm. Go, you know, Whatever, you do you. Bro. Should yeah. be a celebration. But to sit there and be like nobody wants to nobody's going to care about this championship. That's why we didn't win it. Please, man. Oh, and man. then he, he he also said that they were just sick of the bubble, so he
1: wanted out, and that's why they lost? Just win faster. If you would have won faster, you would have gotten out sooner. I what, love
2: all of this. What a
1: what a lame excuse of well, no one was going to care about it anyway, so why should we even win? Like you didn't win a title anywhere that you went. So wouldn't you think you'd want the excuse or the ability to be like, "Hey, I won an NBA title." Yeah. Yeah. It's just such a loser behavior. And It is. It is. I'm sure is. you saw this a I bunch like when, to when you were playing college football, right? Huh? It's the guy who makes the team and then quits because they were never going to play, and everybody knew they were never going to play. Yeah. Oh man, I quit anyways because it wasn't any fun. <laughs> I didn't like it as much anymore, so I, I was just done. Oh man, Coach he had he had it out for me. Mm. Coach hated me. Yeah. Everybody's got the excuse, right? Everybody's got the excuse. Yeah. It's exactly what he's doing here. It's like, hey, man, you weren't good enough. Maybe y'all didn't have the you know the mental focus to focus on what you need to do to get it done. Well, maybe it's the I Uncle did, Ricoism. So is him. He's the Uncle Rico. Everybody else already had to deal with it. Yeah. So we're going to like just downplay it. Oh, yeah. it doesn't count. LeBron won it. Doesn't count. I bet you if Jimmy Butler and the Heat won it, people would care about it. People would count about it
2: a little bit more. Well, that's because like Jimmy Butler would actually fight you if you told him he didn't actually win a legitimate title. Jimmy Butler, I think, would actually fight somebody over that.
1: J- Jimmy Butler started listening to country music because it bothered his teammates in high school. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. That's why he is, yeah, he has a whole thing. Huh. So he would for sure fight you, or he'd find a way to annoy you for the rest of your life. He started, so he had teammates who would bring out, like, they would have their speakers, and they would play music walking through the yeah. halls. He didn't like that. So he would bring his own speaker, play country music. Because everybody hated it. Yeah. And then he started liking country music. It's, not, it's a good genre of music. I'm a fan.
2: I like all, I, I like most... Music, same. I like most. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean Nickelback and Creed excluded, obviously. People know my thoughts on that. You
1: don't want to take me higher? No. Or be a rock star?
2: Mm, I'd rather not. I'd rather not.
1: But look, Try hey,
2: fifteen cars. There's a uh, hundred million people that have bought their albums that have terrible taste in music. So I think there's a Venn diagram.
1: I listen to him sometimes when I squat.
2: That's about when you should be doing that. Um, oh, lifting weights, right? Uh, right. But I like uh, country music's good. I'm glad that Jimmy Butler did that. He's from Texas too, though, so I mean, it kind of fits. You're from Texas. Go ahead, listen to a little George Strait. Yeah, or you know, Luke Combs, or Luke Combs, or Zach Bryan, who you definitely kind of maybe look like a little
1: from an angle,
2: right? According hey, to I,
1: a. How drunk was she? It was a DM. So not drunk, probably? Oh oh, you don't know. I don't think so. I think it was like a you, weekday. You can't put that again. People don't drink on weekdays. Why are
2: why is that an eliminator?
1: People you, don't drink oh, on weekdays. Come on. Oh, people come aren't on. drunk
2: on weekdays. All right, Zach Bryan. Now Zach Efron is absolutely wild. Wa- oh yeah, you do look like Zach Bryan.
1: Boom! What up?
2: I don't know if that's the compliment that you think it is,
1: but... Zach you, Bryan's yeah. a good-looking dude. You think so? He's dating Brianna
2: Chicken Fry. He's good-looking. I don't know what you just said. Word salad. She is a influencer. Bri- you said Brianna Chicken Fry? Brianna Chicken Fry, yeah.
1: Because I don't know how to say oh, her actual chicken. last name.
2: No, Chicken Fry, like, it's, it says, like, her last name is Chicken...
1: That's her, Lepag-
2: like... LaPaglia.
1: Yeah, her real name, I don't
2: know Brie what her Lepaglia. real name is. LaPaglia.
1: Yeah. She's, she's hot, dude. I'm all for it. Zach Bryan's a good-looking dude. Has a lot of marriages, though. How many times has he been married? I think he's
2: been married once, a couple engagements. They all fell through. You know how, like, some towns will just—well, Portland is one of these. They'll take credit for anything, like, at any given time. I know that Medford takes credit for, like, being the first concert that Zach Bryan ever played was in Medford. And to that, I say you want to talk about starting from the bottom and working your way up. Way up, but he did it.
1: Well, he recorded a lot of his music up in Woodenville. Okay, he has like an album. There's yeah. like a, uh, I don't know. There's a thing up there that he can record in.
2: A it's studio like, is what they're called. Yeah, but you're it's you're like a, it's one. a
1: studio, but it's it's not a big studio. It's like a little family that owns it, and very few people record there. But he's one of them. All right, hey, good for him.
2: All right, still to come, we have got. Uh, We've got our 3F3 three three down at the top of the 2 o'clock hour. We'll talk college football playoff projections. The Rankings will be coming out yet again. But where we go next, uh, $240 million. That is quite a bit of money you were expecting and didn't get. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, the fan.
1: Yeah.
2: 503-864-6326. That is the Vancouver Ford text line. Um, do you see this budgetary shortfall Arizona has?
1: Yeah, it's like, what, $240 million?
2: Boy, if this doesn't just, like, sum up the... the absolute gong show that the Pac-12 was. Remember, we had the projections of the $50 uh, per year of what um, some of the economics professors thought that uh, the Pac-12 should be getting in TV rights money. That would be a gross overestimation. Now we have the University of Arizona with a $200 million school-wide shortage following a miscalculation in their financial modeling. $240 $240 million. How are you that far off? Like, you are a university. We're talking about a, a, a institution of higher learning here. And, and you
1: are off on your budget by
2: $240 million?
1: You're also talking about the University of Arizona, which is not known for their academics. Yeah. They're more known for their sororities. Yep. And now what we're looking at is
2: the operating budget is about a hundred million dollars a year. And this is university wide. Okay. This isn't just athletics, okay? This isn't like they were like, "All hey, right, we thought we were gonna have two hundred and forty million for athletics. No, 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 no. But um what is what this is where it affects the athletics though of Arizona is that when your budget is a hundred million dollars and forty million of that comes from the school's uh PAC 12 agreement, and you have 30 million from ticket sales, and then you have what that'd leave you with about 30 million, and the rest of it is coming from outside sources, right? So the athletic department was loaned $55 million that they need to pay back to the university due to COVID. And so, right now, what you have is this massive shortfall, not just in the athletic department's fundings. Because you are trying to pay back the university for your loan that you took out from the university. Uh, you have, the university is now strapped for cash and saying, we need money and you're not getting anything else from us. So you're on your own. You're moving to the big 12. And this is why it's so important that the other Pac-10, uh, the Pac-12 schools, the 10 outside of the Pac-2, they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, whoa, whoa. whoa. If Oregon State and Washington State are are in charge of all the money and they kind of screw us, that'd be terrible if we have no voting rights, right? I mean, they need every cent that they can possibly get because they're in a horrific financial situation here. California is also—Cal is in a horrible financial situation right now. They have been running at a deficit for years. Hasn't UCLA, too? Yeah, UCLA not 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 quite as bad bad anymore, but it's not good there. Washington, like we think of even the healthy athletic departments in the Pac-12. Washington was running at an $8 million deficit this past year. Like it's not rosy up there in Seattle either. It's really hard. And like I give Oregon State a ton of credit for this. When the Pac-12 was formed and everybody went spending, 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 Bob De Careless said, No, we need to pay off our debts before we do anything else. Mm-hmm. And they made sure that Oregon State, they like Bob and this is Bob De Careless doing this was very smart with the financials of Oregon State to where they weren't pulling in Arizona and overspending. They made sure that they were good and then we saw they were in a far better place to finish the other side of Reese or upgrade all of their other facilities and they did it very responsibly at Oregon State. Very responsibly at Oregon State. Now, in 10 years, we may look at it and be like, God, that was stupid. But um, as of right now, like the, with the way that it, it, they saw everything that was behind them, they didn't look too far into the future and say, we're going to bank on money that's not there. A lot of the schools in the Pac-12 banked on money that wasn't there and wasn't going to be there. And yeah. Arizona's in a tough spot right now. They need... They need that Big 12 money, and then now you see also why a lot of these schools were so willing to jump ship on the Pac-12. And so quickly. Because they needed money, and they needed guarantees of it. They didn't like the Pac-12 saying, well, if we get this many subscribers, we can jump up this many million dollars. like, we can't go on those ifs and buts, we Mm -hmm. need guarantees on what money is going to be coming this way. And that's why the linear deals that the Big 12 offered had a lot more stability to them. That's why you have, you know, Colorado the first to go, Arizona, and the Arizona schools jumped so quickly afterwards. Um, And that's why Michael Crow, the Arizona State president, who I thought was talking out out of both sides of his mouth the entire time during the old Pac-12 falling apart. Well, there's kind of a reason why he was as reluctant to jump as Arizona was. It's because of the fact that Arizona knew that this was coming. Like, they were like, this ain't going to be good. This is where we need money. and We need it now.
1: They're talking about cutting, like, athletic programs.
2: Yeah, they have 23 varsity teams. Um, and... That can be an issue because
1: well, you have what, to say Title IX compliant. So you're gonna have to cut an equal I, I male think, female
2: amount of teams. And I think I read that the Big Twelve offers 17. So that that six they have six more athletic programs currently than the Big Twelve has uh, even offered sports. So what they'll what they'll have to do is like we see this in wrestling, right? Like Boise State was in the Pac-12 for wrestling for years. Um, oh yeah, 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 you know you you have these partial memberships where they don't offer our sports. So what do we do? You go and you Jump join in. another join yeah. another league just for a, a singular sport. But if it's coming down to it, and Arizona's sitting there and going, "All right, look, we're at this deficit. We have no other choice. We're just going to lop those off and not join another conference, and those sports just die. They're gone. Yeah.
1: They're gone." I mean, Boise State. You just brought them up for wrestling. They just did this with baseball. Yeah. And they, yeah. they lopped it off. They were like, we're not going to deal with it anymore. Well, uh, they need
2: new accountants there. Mike, that's where you start. Or they just need Could to. Could you imagine being the person responsible for that? You're like, hey, yo. Uh, well, it's the president. I was off by $240 million.
1: Well, but here's the thing. It's the president because they thought they were going to get more money than they ever got. Yeah. And they were like, we're going to take care of it. This is why you don't spend what not Not just don't from have.
2: the Pac-12, by the way.
1: This Dude, is this why. This is the university. Yes, but this is why I don't have a credit card. That's why you shouldn't. That's why most people shouldn't. Right. I don't want don't. to spend more money than I have. What do you mean? Like, I spend money that eventually I will get later? Well, what if something worse happens and I need that money for that? Yep. Or what if I don't get that money?
2: Yeah. You need to be able to ha- have the ability to afford to either pay the entire thing off mm-hmm. ev- every month or massive chunks of it every Just month. Just use your debit card. That's right. Money you have. It's better than money that you think you have. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, our number three um could we see some trouble up north Um, that the college football playoff uh, rankings will come out again and uh where we start our number three three up three down three things we liked and disliked from the weekend of the nfl danny and dusty an ortner and dusty edition on the Fan.